0: Good morning. Our scripture this morning is 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. In Paul's second letter to the believers in Corinth, he addresses many subjects. The previous problem at the church the value and intention of their ministry, his happiness over their repentance, and the importance of giving. There was a lot to digest for the Corinthians and much for us to gain from this letter as well. In the closing chapters, Paul writes of his authority to instruct as one whom God gave a prophetic vision too great to speak of. He admits that following this vision, God gave him a thorn in the flesh so as to keep Paul from growing too proud. I don't know about you, but I find I am drawn to leaders who are not afraid to admit weakness or share about struggles they have faced. Appropriate transparency makes someone in authority more believable, more human, and it makes me more compassionate towards them. Perhaps you are in a position of authority, and you're working really hard to get it all right. Perhaps you don't feel you can show any weakness for fear those you are leading doubt you. Perhaps this approach is doing more harm than good. Based on Paul's experience, I challenge you to trust God with the outcome of your efforts and to take joy in the fact that people, because of who you are in him, even in weakness, you are strong. As you pray, thank God for the thorns that keep you humble. Romans 11, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable his judgments and his past beyond tracing out! I was deeply troubled and woken the night to pace the floor and pray. Frankly, my attitude was not one of prayerful submission to God, but one of questioning and anger. Finding no release, I sat and stared out a large window at the night sky. I was unexpectedly drawn to a focus on Orion's belt. Those three perfectly arranged stars, often visible on clear nights, I knew just enough about astronomy to understand that those three stars were hundreds of light years apart. I realized the closer I could be to those stars, the less they would appear to be aligned. Yet from my distant perspective, they looked carefully configured in the heavens. At that moment, I realized I was too close to my life to see what God sees. In his big picture, everything is in perfect alignment. The Apostle Paul, as he completes a summary of the ultimate purposes of God, breaks into a hymn of praise. His words lift our gaze to our sovereign God, whose ways are beyond our limited ability to understand or trace, yet the one who holds all things together in the heavens and on earth is intimately and lovingly involved with every detail of our lives. Even when things seem confusing. God's divine plans are unfolding for our good and for God's honor and glory. What questions do you long for God to answer? How can you find rest and release through faith that his perspective of our lives is in perfect alignment with his ultimate purposes?